Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for coming to First City Church today. And uh, for those of you joining us online, God bless you. Thank you for being here. If you have your Bibles with you, uh, open them up to Exodus 17. That's where we're going to be all morning. And uh, or if you don't have your Bible, you have your cell phone, just turn the ringer off and open up your Bible app. Uh, I'm going to be using the New Living Translation. And so uh, if you have your Bible app, you can open it up to that translation. We've been doing this the last two weeks, and today is our final week on the names of God. Next week, we're going to have worship, and we're going to be worshiping in the names of God. We're going to continue the theme. You know, but uh, I I love this study. And if you want to get closer to God, if you really want to really know who it is that you're praying to, what you're praying about, and why, this is the study. And so hopefully at home, when you're ready to do a little Bible study, just open up the names of God and study them. This week, we're going to be talking about, you know, God as uh, El Shaddai, God Adonai, the Lord, the Master. Uh, And so uh, God is transcendent, God as Father, uh, God as our Comforter. And so all of that is really about our praise and our worship when we come before God and we thank him for everything. And so that's how we're going to land this series. And I pray that you will join us in all of that. I loved our announcements this morning, especially the last one. Parents, if you're not here by 7 a.m., we're leaving your children. Is that true, Savannah? I would be here by 7 a.m. She's kidding. She's not kidding. She's kidding. She's, she's kidding. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't test it. So, so I, I love our ministry, and I love our youth ministry. I love our children's ministry. And I just need to tell you, I am excited this morning and just greatly encouraged because uh, Taryn and Jesse and Mackenzie and all of those who help in the back with our children do such a wonderful job with them. And, and here's just one simple example. And, and our parents who are working with their children. You know, just I, I was doing this lesson in the back because what they have arranged is at 9 o'clock. So the youth workers or the children's workers who get here, they're working in the back. They are sacrificing their time, you know, in our worship just to cover our children in the Lord. And so we plan a mini worship, and Tyler does a song, and so we just cover the basic idea of what we're talking about. And so this morning, as I'm opening up the message, and I'm like, today we're talking about Jehovah Nisi. And what is Jehovah Nisi? And all the kids said, Nisi, what does it mean, Jehovah Nisi? Now, you know because Tyler's already mentioned it to you. God is our banner. This is one of the most common names that we call God. One of the most common prayers, God, help me again. I'm in battle against the enemy. I'm in battle against something. We're always in a battle, right, against the enemy who's trying to kill, steal, and destroy everything that we're about. And so we're always, we're regularly praying to Jehovah Nisi, God, go before me in victory. God, help me in this struggle, in this plan. So as I'm getting ready, I just start sharing a little bit of the story and ask the kids, do you know where the Bible story is? By the way, how many of you know where this is? Oh, of course, I already told you, open your Bibles to Exodus 17. So now you know where it's found, but this is what was going on. I shared this in the back even before I opened up chapter 17, and I said, the children of Israel were traveling, and they were tired, and they were worn out, and the enemy was chasing them, and this little boy, four years old, said, oh, I know this story, and I said, you do, 
And he said, yeah. And Moses was leading and, and they crossed the Red Sea and he held up this staff. And I'm like, yeah. And so then I shared more of the story. And after they did that, then they came to this place. And he went, oh, I know this story too. His name was, is it Escher? Taren. Escher. Evan and Risa have this little four-year-old boy who's as tall as I am, which is not saying a lot for me, but saying a lot for a four. And he was like, I know this story. And he's telling me the story. And I'm like, wow. You know, not only has his parents and a, a really good children's ministry gone over the story, but they've done it in such a way that he hasn't forgotten it. And so today, I want to share this story with you about God as our banner and why it should be important. Let's just read a little bit of the story together. Exodus 17, I'm going to start in verse 8. While the people of Israel were still at Rephidim, the warriors of Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua, choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us. Tomorrow, I will stand at the top of the hill holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur climbed to the top of a nearby hill. As long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon became so tired, he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset. And as a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. And after the victory, the Lord instructed Moses, write this down on a scroll as a permanent reminder and read it aloud to Joshua and I will erase the memory of Amalek from under heaven. And here we are. So Moses built an altar there and named it Jehovah Nisi, which means the Lord is my banner. And he said, they have raised a fist, their fist, against the Lord's throne. So now the Lord will be at war with Amalek generation after generation. Let's pray together. Lord God, this is one encounter, one event that lasted one day in the life of the Israelites. And you instructed Moses to write it down because those of us in 2021 would need to be reminded of the story we need to remember that you go before us in victory and that it is you who wins the battle. And that if we will just call on your name and look to you, Jehovah Nisi, our banner, our victory, then we too can conquer our enemies. I pray, Lord God, that you set this story in our hearts as deeply as you have in Eshers, and allow us to remember, move forward, teach it to our children, and win the battle so that the enemy does not defeat us 
And you one day say, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy that awaits you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen. And so the Lord is our banner. Now you have an outline in the pew rack in front of you or next to you. And I, I, there are 11 different points on it. There are too many points that, you know, to remember. So you're going to write them all down. And I'm just going to do it like this was a Bible study, like we do in our Wednesday night classes. And so I just want to break it down one by one because in this story is everything that you need for victory. It is the one thing that we fight against on a regular basis. And our children will be fighting against this. And our children's children and so forth. And so this is what we want to remember and how we want to move forward. So let's start at the very beginning. The children of Israel had just left Egyptian bondage. They had just been freed from the Egyptians. They had been there for 400 years. And Moses went and with the staff of God where God used all of his power and he demonstrated it with Moses on di in different ways, including holding it over the Red Sea. And the Red Sea parted. The Israelites traveled on dry land. And when Moses extended it again, it wiped out the uh, Egyptian army. And now they come into a desert. And they're waiting in the desert and they're wanting to go into the promised land. But they're tired. And they're hot. And there's nothing to eat. And there's nothing to drink. And they do not know what it's like to follow God because they haven't been doing that. Moses is going to teach them. All they know is that they've been slaves for 400 years. And so in chapter 16, they start complaining. We have nothing to eat. Why did you bring us out here, Moses? We're starving to death. And so God gives them manna. And manna tastes like our communion bread. Right? It can keep you alive, but it doesn't have much flavor, and it's not good to have a whole steady diet on it. And so they're like manna, but they took it because they were hungry. And then you come into chapter 17, and in verse 3, it said, But tormented by thirst, they continued to argue with Moses. Why did you bring us out of Egypt? Are you trying to kill us, our children, and our livestock with thirst? Are you, are you going to kill us by keeping us thirsty? And so they're like, I'm telling you, we, we're tired. We're worn out. We're, we, we're slaves. We're not made for this. And we're living in the desert. And it's just a hot sun and a bunch of dirt. And we're eating manna, which is pretty dry. Do you have anything for us to drink? The Lord is my banner. And that's the headline for all the points that I'm going to make today. And so the Lord is my banner. Write this down. Even when I'm weak. Are there these moments in your life where you feel like, I am too tired for the journey. I'm, I'm worn out. And the enemy seems to always come and want to fight against us when we're at our weakest. True or false? Yes or no? Does the enemy attack you when you're weak? When he knows you're vulnerable? Right? And so here they're vulnerable. They've had, they hadn't had a whole lot to eat and what it was wasn't great. And they're thirsty. And so God did provide. And he told Moses in this, on this occasion, another time he told him to speak to him, but on this occasion, strike that rock with that staff. And out of that rock is going to come cool, refreshing water and let everyone drink. And he did. And they did. But the enemy is coming to attack them. And so, you know, when we're weak, 
That's when the enemy wants to attack. When you know your defenses are down. And when you know, I am tired, I am worn out, look out. Because there is a pouncing lion trying to devour you. And the enemy is going to come. But the Lord is your banner, even when you're weak. Even when you're at your weakest, God will provide. Amen? Even when you feel like, I can't do it. I don't have any strength for the battle. I feel like I'm just dying here. God is going to be your banner. And then... That wasn't enough. It wasn't just that they were weak. In verse 7, the Bible says that Moses named the place Massa, which means test, and Meribah, which means arguing, because the people of Israel argued with Moses and tested the Lord by saying, is the Lord here with us or not? Have you ever been at that place? Have you ever been at a place where you felt like God was silent, he's nowhere around, and you're just wondering, is God here or not? Now, I want you to remember, these, these children of Israel, they were brand new at following God. And sometimes, as Christians, you know, there are these moments when we're just brand new, and we don't, we, we're just trying to learn how to figure it out. You tell me God is with me, but where is he? Because I don't see him, I don't feel him, I don't hear him. And I feel like I'm in this all by myself. So I just want you to know, God is your banner, even when you question God. By the way... A questioning faith is one of the strongest, fastest growing faiths. And sometimes people come and they're like, they're, I'm, I'm kind of ashamed, but I'm questioning God. Don't be ashamed. God is bigger than that. He can handle it. Ask your question. Where are you doubting? Because sometimes we, we do doubt God. And we wonder if he's around. And we wonder if he's listening. He wa- we wonder, are you hearing my prayers at all? Why are you taking so long, God, to answer my prayer? I'm in a battle. The enemy is fighting me. He's coming after me. And I'm tired and I'm worn out and I'm weak. And I'm just wondering, are you here or not? Do you care or not? Are you listening to me or not? And God is your banner even when you question him. God is fighting for you. He goes before you. And if you've lived quite a while and you've been following God and you've given him your whole heart, I guarantee you, you have stories of where when you were in the middle of it, you couldn't figure it out, but you trusted God anyway. And when you came out on the other side, you went, oh, he was, he was fighting for me. I just didn't see it. I just didn't know it in the moment. Anyone? A testimony to that. And you come out of it, and then your eyes begin to be open about all the little things that God did. Or you're in the middle of it, and you, you you're not, can't figure it out, and somebody knocks on your door, or a phone rings, or you get some message, and you realize, oh, God had the solution all the time. And, and then you begin to wonder, why did I ever question him? You will eventually get to the place where you'll stop questioning God. If you continue growing in your faith, you'll get to that place. Until then, the Lord is going to be your banner. All right? You just keep fighting and running after God. While the people of Israel were still at Rephidim, the warriors of Amalek attacked them. Who is Amalek? They are the enemy. But, but who, do you know where they came from? Do you know where the Amalekites had their beginning? Do you know where it all started? What about Esau? Esau is the brother to whom? 
Jacob. So Jacob and Esau, anybody remember that story? So Jacob and Esau are being born, and God goes to their mom, and, and they say, okay. In fact, let's just read that story, Genesis 25. And the Lord told her, this is Rebecca, the sons in your womb will become two nations. From the very beginning, the two nations will be rivals. You are so right. One nation will be stronger than the other, and your older son will serve your younger son. The first one was very red at birth, covered with thick hair, like a fur coat, so they named him Esau. Then the other twin was born with his hand grasping Esau's heel, and they named him Jacob. Now, you watch these two grow up. One loves outside, one loves inside. One loves hunting, one loves cooking. One the father favored, one the mother favored. And they grew up in a home as rivals. One could care less. Esau could care less about the things of God. His birthright, he didn't care. The other wanted so badly to have the blessing of God, he was willing to lie to get it. And those two, you continue following them, are rivals to this day. And you're going to see that in this story. And Jacob and Esau, brothers, are rivals. So who is Amalek? Esau had a son named Eliphaz. And Eliphaz slept with a woman, not his wife. And they had a son, and his name was Amalek. And Amalek knew the story. He grew up in the home of Esau. He grew up in this big family in this little spot. And he saw and heard the story of how Jacob stole the birthright and the blessing from his you know, grandfather Esau. And he swore he would do everything he could to eliminate Jacob, his children, his children's children... And his blessing for the rest of their life. And the nation of the Amalek. The Amalekites. To this day. Have sworn an oath. To kill off Israel. And it's followed. Ever since that moment. Ever since that time. And so what we're talking about. Is a sibling rivalry. We're talking about kinfolk. We're talking about family. It should not be that way. The Amalekites, while the Israelites were at their weakest, when they didn't hardly have anything to eat, and they were thirsty, they were starving to death, they were slaves, they had come to this very hot place. The Amalekites were trying to keep their oath, and they felt like they were their weakest, and the relatives attacked their relatives to kill them. And so the Lord is my banner even when it's in my house. Have you noticed that? That sometimes your biggest enemy is under your roof? Does it not bother you that we have so many divorces in our country? And that children suffer all kinds of things, all kinds of trauma, and abuse that sometimes the enemy's in my house. And it might be my spouse, it might be my children, it might be my parents. 
It could be, and house here can even include friendships. You know, it says, we've been best friends forever, and now we're just, we can't stand. Can you imagine that, where the enemy wants to turn you against each other? And that does not feel good. It does not feel right. And you feel like you have nowhere else to go. It's the biggest violation there can be. I didn't expect to get this from you. And it happens all the time. Sometimes, not on purpose. Something just happens, and I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to say that. I didn't mean to offend you or wound you. Sometimes we do. Oh, yeah, I meant to hurt you because I know how to hurt you. And if you come at me, I'm just going to tell you, you better brace yourself, right? Why do we treat each other that way? Why is it in our house? Why does the enemy do that? Turn us against each other. The Lord is your banner, even when it's in your house. And if you have a battle in your home, man, let's just pray over that. Lift up your prayer to Jehovah Nisi to stop that battle. Amen? And let's end that kind of fighting. But God is your banner, even when it's in your house. Continued. So then Moses commanded Joshua, choose some men to go and fight against that army. Now, this was Joshua's very first call to leadership. Now, we see Joshua as the one who took Moses' place, and, and we read his book, and we read all those battles, and he's a great warrior. But at this time, he was brand newly minted into leadership, and he didn't feel adequate for the task. He didn't know that he could do it. He didn't know that he could handle it. He had never been in that kind of a role. He had never been that kind of a leader. But Moses believed in him. And so he's like, I don't even know that I can do it. And so, you know, we're going to read where Moses is like, look, don't worry about it. The staff of God, now we're going to go. We're going to go before you. We're going to go to the hill. I'm going to get to that part. But until then, the Lord is my banner even when I feel inadequate. Have God ever called you to do something and you felt inadequate? You know, someone come up and say, hey, I need you to do so-and-so. And you're like, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. I'm just too afraid to do that. I don't, I don't can't. No, thank you. No. And I don't want to do it. I can't do it. Listen, when you feel inadequate, that's really when God does his best work. When you're like, I don't know that I'm prepared for that journey. I don't know that I can do that. Some people just back away. They just stop. They just they don't do it. I don't feel comfortable. I don't know that I can. I don't know that I have the time. Oh, boy, I got so much to do. And they back away. Joshua didn't back away. He said yes, even though he felt inadequate. And God raised up a mighty warrior in him. And he'll do the same for you. Even when you feel inadequate, do not back away from the call of God. And there's a lot to do. There's a lot we need done in our community. And I see, I'm just looking at your faces. A lot of you are already involved in that battle. There's some in here who are not. You're like, well, I just got a really busy life and stuff. Listen, I get it, I get it, I get it. But jump into the battle even if you feel inadequate. You never know what God is trying to raise up in you. Right? And so... Moses knew he was feeling inadequate, and so he said, I'll stand at the top of the hill holding the staff of God in my hand. And this was to be encouraging to him. It's like, listen, God's going to go before you, and it's going to be okay. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek, 
And Moses and Aaron and her climbed to the top of that nearby hill. And as long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. I love this. As long as, as long as you hold up the Lord, he's going to win the battle. As soon as you get tired or you try to take it over yourself, you're going to start losing. And what you need to know, the Lord is your banner because the victory is in God. Amen? And I don't care how prepared you think that you are for any battle. If you're trying to fight your battles at home on your own, you're not going to win those. If you're trying to fight them at work, if you're trying to fight them with your career and you're on your own, you don't, you're only going to win the battle because the victory is in God. And so as long as he was holding up the staff of God, they won. As soon as he put it down, they were, they were losing. And so all I want to encourage you to do is just keep looking to God. Look to God. Look to God. Some of us, that's just the, that's just the whole point. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Most of us have our eyes fixed on the enemy. Or worse, on ourselves. I'm not adequate. I don't feel good. I don't think that I can do it. Or the enemy's strong, the enemy's big, they're giants and we're grasshoppers. Don't look at your own adequacy. Don't look at the enemy. Fix your eyes at the top of the hill on the staff of God. Fix your eyes on God. He's the one who brings the victory, right? So Moses' arms soon became so tired, he could no longer hold them up. And to me, this is one of the things. There have been these moments in my life where I'm like, I've been fighting this battle for so long, and I'm just tired. And the Lord is my banner, even when I grow weary. Being weak is one thing. I don't know that I can do it. I've never been there before. I haven't done that, but, and I don't feel you know, adequate. But this is when I've been in it. And some of you may have been, or still are, fighting battles, and you've been fighting one battle or two, some, for a long time. I've got this habit, and I just can't beat it, and I'm tired. Or I'm living in this home and we're just not getting along and I'm tired. Or my children and I've been calling, I've been asking, I want them to run toward God and I'm just tired. Or my health issues and I'm tired. And when you get weary, the Lord is your banner. And Moses wanted that battle to end early. He wanted, especially Joshua and all those fighting it, they wanted it to be done like that. Wouldn't you love for the Lord to help you win your battles just like that? Does it happen that way? Do you get tired? The Lord is going to be your battle. That's my prayer for you today. Hold on. Take your eye off the enemy and look up to the one who brings the victory. Set your eyes. Fix them on Jesus Set them for the hope that is before you. And let God fight this battle for you. Let God fight that battle. He wants to fight your battle. So Aaron and her found a stone for him to sit on. And they stood on each side of Moses holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunrise. I love this. Listen, God knows when you're tired. He knows when you're weak and when you've been serving him. And when you've been crying out to him. And so he sends help. He sends help. He will send you help in the battle. He will send you somebody who will come alongside you and fight with you. And fight for you. And when you're weak and when you're tired. You will have, if you're serving in the Lord. You're going to have somebody who's going to come up and say. Hey, how can I help you? 
What can I do? You're not going to go through this alone. I'm going to go through it with you. Can I sit with you in the hospital? Can I bring you a meal? Can I pray for you? Can I pray with you right now on the phone? Can I come clean your house? Can I bake you a pot pie? Can I, you, right? Just somebody's going to come along and God's going to see that you're weak and that you're struggling and that you're weary and he's going to send some help. Now, there's a second point that I also want to make on this, and that's this. God will show people your burden as you serve. Now, this is a, this is a backhanded uh, challenge, and that's this. There's some who don't do anything, and they sit at home, and they're not in the battle, and they're not, maybe they used to serve, maybe they, and, they're, and you're, they're not doing anything, and then they're wondering, why isn't anybody calling me? Well, God will show people your burden as you serve. If you're sitting back and doing nothing in the kingdom of God, and you're not wearing yourself out in the mission of the Lord, and you're sitting at home and you're wondering why nobody's calling you, it may be that people think that you just want to be there, that you don't want their help. And so this is what I'm saying when you're serving in the kingdom of God, he will make sure your needs are met. If you're not serving in the kingdom of God, then maybe people will never even see your burden. I'm just going to pause. <laughs> because far too often, there are too many people who are like, well, why aren't you serving me? Nobody called me. Nobody ran after me. And so what you want to say is, well, who are you running after? Who are you calling? Because God has promised, if you're serving him, he will meet your needs. And so that's just for somebody who needs to just be challenged to get in the battle. And if you're sitting back and you're like, man, nobody's loving me. Nobody's coming over to me. Here's the solution. You go serve somebody, and you watch what God does for you. Amen? See, there we say that amen quietly. Amen. 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 As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. And after the victory, well, the Lord instructed Moses, write this down on a scroll as a permanent reminder. Write it down. Write it down. Don't forget. Remember the struggle and the victory. Write it down. Write it down. You don't want to forget. You don't want to forget your struggle. You don't want to forget what you've been through. You don't want to forget that it's God who brought the victory. Write it down. Remember where you've been. Because there's going to be another day when you're going to be fighting another battle. And you're going to feel like, I'm tired and I'm inadequate and I'm weak and the enemy's coming at me. And God seems distant and he's not listening. And you're going to go, oh yeah, wait a minute. I need to lift my eyes. I need to look at the, I need to hold up my banner. I need to raise my hands to the Lord in worship. Because that's where the victory is. Write it down. And remember the struggle and remember the victory. Can I share with you this? So as I was talking and doing this in the, for our children just, you know, this morning. And Esher was like, I know this story. I know this story. After the third time. And while I was sharing the story. And he knew all of it. I said, 
how do you know these stories? Who told them to you? He said, my mom and dad. They did. When did they do that? Right after we journal. Four years old. Right after you journal. Yes. And so I asked Evan. And he said, yeah. He said, we have these Bible studies. And after the Bible study, we'll write down, you know, what God wants us to remember. And we'll journal it. And I thought, oh, my stars. Thank you for obeying the Lord. Thank you for teaching your children. Thank you for writing them down. Write this down on a scroll and read it aloud to Joshua. Why did God want Moses to write it down and read it to Joshua? Because we are supposed to teach those who follow after us. And I was saying to Evan, my Evan, that was awesome. And Evan's like, no, 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 listen, listen. He made us look way better than we are. All right? We are not consistent. And no, no, no. He didn't make you look better than you are. He just said, I know this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't do it all the time. Or we want to do it more. We've just gotten back into it. You know, well, then, Evan, maybe this was more for you and your wife than it was for anybody else. Because not only did you do it, but he remembers it. And he recalled it. And he shared it out loud with all of us. And so... It's just confirmation from God that if you do the simple things in obedience like he asks you to do, God will do something greater in you and in your children. And there are those who are following after us, and they need to know God is good. Amen? And by the way, to Taryn and Jesse and all those who are working in the back, thank you, thank you, thank you for what you do in our children's ministry. That's so important. Amen? So great. And there are those following after you. Parents, are you reading the Bible with your kids? Are you having devotionals? Are you journaling? If not, you're wasting an opportunity on what God has commanded you to do with your children. And if we never do that, then we lose our right to question if our children walk away from God. And listen, all of us struggle with, am I doing enough to raise my children in the Lord? I'm starting with me. But man, this is what God has commanded us to do. And so Moses built an altar there and named it Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is my banner. They have raised a fist against the Lord's throne. You know, so now the Lord will be at war with Amalek generation after generation. Do you know that there are still those today? Just turn on any news channel. And the relatives of Israel continue to try to wipe them out. And this battle goes on to this day. To this day. The Lord is your banner. The battle with the enemy never stops. It, it never stops. And so, as we conclude, you have been very hard on us. This is in Psalm 60. Making us drink wine that sent us reeling. In other words, God, sometimes my life is so messed up, I'm... I'm going crazy as if I were drunk. But you have raised a banner for those who fear you, a rallying point in the face of attack. Now rescue your beloved people. Answer and save us by your power. Wow. Here David was fighting the Edomites. 
And this was, this is, uh, how many years later, Fred? 200 years later? I think this was about 200 years later. David is still fighting. The Edomites and the Amalekites are siblings. And they're still fighting the same banner. And he's reminding the people, God has raised up a banner for you. And here's another one. Isaiah 11.10. In the day, the heir to David's throne will be a banner of salvation to all the world. The nations will rally to him. And the land where the, he lives will be a glorious place. This is in reference to Jesus. And in that day, the heir to David's throne, Jesse's throne, David's throne, ends up being Jesus. There will be a banner of salvation to all the world. And that's going to be a glorious place. God is your banner. And when the enemy raises up a fence against the Lord, what we have been commanded to do is to raise up our hands. You raise up your hand and God sees that you are calling on him. You're raising up him to be the banner of your life, the banner over your soul, the banner for victory. You raise your eyes to God who brings the victory and he will. As we prepare for communion today, just as we're exiting the building, those of you who are online, the manna that the children of Israel hungered so much for, God began to provide. That was a remembrance for them every year in the Passover. Jesus turned it and said, from now on, when you eat that bread, not only do you remember that the Lord is your banner, but you remember it's Jesus who won the banner. And so that is now representing of Jesus' body that was hung on a cross so that you could be saved. And then the fruit of the vine represents his blood that was shed so that you would have victory. You raise up your Jehovah Nisi, your banner to the Lord. He will fight for you. Can we pray together as we get ready to go into our communion?